Welcome to Fundamental Fridays, where we provide you practical tips and tricks for working on or in your business. My name is Devin. And my name is Thor. And today we are going over or running into the intersection between design and strategy. I like it. Eric Dahlman. Hey, glad to be on. Thanks for having me. Awesome. So before we get into Eric's world, which is far more interesting than ours, uh, <laughs> let's just be honest. Way more entertaining. <laughs> <laughs> he he still wishes he got his hand on our logo and name before we started a business, but that's okay. Meraki. Uh, hey, it's Merakai, and it fails the squint test. We get it. Puzzle pieces are everywhere. But the story, you know, it's unique. You know, it's all about the value prop. Remember that from previous episode, right? So Thor, updates. What uh, What's new in the world of Merakai? Uh, man, not a whole lot. It's been a busy week. Uh, great connections. Yeah. I mean, that's really about it. It was a short week. We're working on the event for this fall. Yeah. So we're doing one this fall. It's happening for sure. Oh, that's that's That's, why it feels like we've not done anything. Because it's been all surrounded around that. We don't want to talk about. Yeah. So that's fair. Keep an eye out for June announcements. And Thor was nice enough to let me take two half days. So I have not worked full days. I guess. Purely because it's his birthday. Thank you. I appreciate it. And Shelby appreciated it. She did. We, yep. So. Yeah, Devin's 30. I am 30. It happened. Rolled over the stone, (laughs) up over the hill. Nothing but uphill from here, right, Eric? Yeah, man. How do you feel about that? I feel great about it. You know, I'm okay with it. It's I'm 30. I don't look or act it, so I think I'm good. If I did, then I'd be concerned. But in the business world, I do. But anything outside of there, it's just complete nonsense and a spaghetti mess. So, Do you you think business-wise it's better? Like now you're 30? Oh, it definitely is going to help. You know how hard I've avoided the question. They're like, how old are you? I'm like, Thor. He's like, yeah, I'm 31. I don't think age matters. Yeah. He's like, I'm 31. I'm like, yep. And I just stare back. So it'll help to be actually 30 in the world. Age is just a number and it's a mindset. If You're only it good. was. To we all get older. The mediocrity okay. of life. But so not on a different note. <laughs> so Eric's here. First, Eric, we want to talk about his business. So we met Eric, how many months ago now? It's been like four or five months, three months, five months? Something like that. Yeah. Hard to keep track. Yeah. So we met him through uh, Brick and Mortar, great social club in Minneapolis. Uh, Eric was one of the first people to come up to us and talk to us at the event. And from there, we've had nothing but a blast because Eric owns his own business. He's in the creative space, which means he doesn't compete with us. Even if he did, we still like him, but he doesn't. And he's uh, helped us out actually with some projects uh, personally lately, which has been super helpful. So Eric, fill them in. Where'd you grow up? What is your business and kind of how you got into it? And then we'll dive into more some practical advice for him. Yeah. Um, I started my company in 2016. Um, it's called Adaptive Studios. Uh, I am from Malve Americaville, AKA Bloomington, Minnesota. <laughs> I uh, went to school up North, had a scholarship to play uh, football at, Moorhead State, Minnesota, go Dragons. And <laughs> I uh, stuck around there um, after college. Uh, just felt right. Had a good network. Um, and that time, Fargo-Moorhead was just popping off. Um, it almost doubled in size since going to school. Yeah, it's been insane up there. The way it's grown. And the oh, yeah. art and food scene, I heard crushes now compared to 10 years ago. This gets better and better. And so as a young anything, any career just kind of cut your teeth and get opportunities. You'd have to wait your turn and another market. So I stuck around there for personal reasons, professional reasons. I was having a good time. And I started the company in Fargo 
and uh, transitioned it down here solely um, back in 2019. Uh, I've been back down in Minneapolis area, uh, back to my roots. Um, and our company does uh, branding and identity for all sizes of companies, um, from consumer packaging to corporate identities to mom and pop, the Fortune 500s. Uh, it's uh, more or less problem solving and I like the idea of being able to walk in any cocktail hour social situation, have something in common with everyone in the room. And that was something like I learned early on in college that just the nature of the business, like type of companies you work with, um, you get a little flavor of everything. Um, and I love it. Something, uh, found my calling and I'm blessed every day to have a job that doesn't suck. And, <laughs> you know, Sport. um, yeah, it's kind of my, my little elevator pitch, I guess. So problem solving, I had like, what does that look like in your space? Because in our world, it's not very exciting, but I feel like in yours is a little more exciting, but also I've never heard someone in your shoes put it that way. So I'm really curious what you kind of really enjoy inside of that part of it. I guess at the core of any creative service, whether it be design, writing, branding, it is solving a problem. Um really boil it down like any business is in there to make sales or transaction yep. or to promote a cause um and tactically speaking that's what branding does it's why we choose a certain brand of milk over another or work with this company over another before ever speaking with them um and that's the problem usually has to be solved and it's always slightly different with every scenario but that's it's that's it at its core is design <clears throat> creative is to sell and as the problems as you guys are in sales that's 90 percent of what you guys do is listen and problem solve right yeah so what is the most exciting project you've worked on it could be ever or in the last handful of years to make it easier um i don't have any favorites so like my kids no it's kidding <laughs> and he's beautiful <laughs> answer on that end safe um i've had some that I think the funner the funner ones are usually consumer facing ones. Yeah, um, I can see that. We're boring. Yeah, B two B. Hundred percent. No, I had a lot of fun B two B ones, and the ones the B two B ones are fun because like the problem is fun. Um, I hmm. guess we have to penetrate a new market, and what we did a campaign for B two B is like do a lot of research and like these prospects are in this part of the country and like they're in Pittsburgh. So like, all right, well, we have people in Pittsburgh. Let's act like we know Pittsburgh lingo and like um, nomenclature and design and stuff. So we did a lot of research and we sent them like a customized branded care package that used like insider terms that someone from that area would know and send them um, sports apparel, but also like, uh, things that are on the company's brand that like mimicked the area. And I was like, that was really just fun to do. We did that from all over the country from St. Louis um, to New York to um, I think we did San Francisco. And like, we kind of like repeated after we've solved it once we kind of did it, but it was fun to like kind of dive in there and do that. Um, Favorite ones. Anytime I work with a business where I'm like directly with the owner and it's like definitely their passion there's a brewery in Bloomington. I think it's one of my favorites only because 55 year old guy follows his passion with his friends, puts his career of, I don't know, 30 years to open up a brewery. And it's like one, I love it. Never too late to follow your dreams. And, uh, two, every decision meant like went to his core, went to his pocketbook, went to like, you know, his bottom line. And it's like, 
he's loving life. I never seen a guy like 180 his emotions. Like he was your typical kind of like drained, older, soulless white guy, you know, in the Midwest. <laughs> and then like a year later, this guy's got a earring in his ear. He's fucking smiling from ear to ear and just couldn't just know that he's like found his calling and many of reasons and just like helped him on that journey from naming it to designing it, giving him an identity. Um, and that one's special to me too, cause that's my hometown and it's the one and only still brewery and really? first ever. Yeah. So, dang. and I get paid in beer and part of it at least. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't argument. sound bad on that end. And yeah. that's, uh, that's so awesome to have that connection to the community. Mm-hmm. And it's funny. Cause yeah, I, I guess when you were in, in introducing, Eric, it's one of those moments of like, you're probably one of the most genuinely nice people that came up to us immediately, but then just that never changed. Cause as bad as it sounds, like we meet plenty of people and like that, it. that <laughs> yeah. changes. You're like, what, what am I missing here? Where did I go wrong? And it's just like, nope. So on top oh, of everything else, like, oh. like, <laughs> <laughs> on top of everything else going on, like great on that end. So that's cool to have a story like that. That's super. I like it. So practical side fundamentals 101s after uh i knew we needed to bring you out when you tore apart my business card and logo i don't take it personally no uh, you did but he, great advice dead serious like it, it was nice to the thing you'll get about eric anyone who's looking for a branding person if you want someone who's genuine and shoots you straight eric's your guy because that's what i liked about you you weren't gonna sugarcoat you weren't mean you're like hey it's a great name great logo but here's where it could be better and that's what i appreciate you did the good old donald trump and compliment and then just tear you down uh but <laughs> it's such a subtle like nice thing though like okay but really that does make sense hard argument oh yeah like that, that's what i liked it was like no i completely agree so in this world eric right we're, we're on fundamental fridays like to give people practical advice if you're a startup or if you're established, but you never did branding well, right? We're focused on branding, logos, phrasing, color, schemes, I assume matter, right? So right away out of the gate, let's start on the startup side. So someone's sitting at home right now, they're listening to this, they're starting a business, they're trying to name or brand, or name and logo their company. What general advice do you have out of the gate for them to think about? Um, I think a lot of people like uh, jump head first in the fun stuff. And to, sometimes the fun stuff can be the name and the logo and um, startups, even big companies kind of make that mistake and don't sit back and go to the, why are we doing this? Mm. And um, I think startups beyond branding do that. They just like, we got to hit the ground running. I am this of that. I am going to change the world. And they don't like think practical business in a sense. Cause they're just like, Hey, we just got to go right with hundred miles an hour boots on the ground i don't care and they lose sight of the reason why they do it sometimes it's honestly like i want to live the lifestyle of an entrepreneur sometimes i want to just you know be the next this or that or the other and markets change and that and i think a branding follows along the same fundamentals of think about why you're doing it beginning with why would why are you naming this why you need a new logo why do you need a logo at all like it's like Dang. sounds simple, but, yeah, it's but like a lot. Deep. A lot of them don't do that. <laughs> yeah, but let's step back on it. So why I've never had anyone in the first was like, why do you need a logo at all? It's in your head, right? You're like, well, I need one because everyone has one. Mm-hmm. And so one yeah. thing I liked that you pointed out when we were talking, Eric, was the concept behind the logo. And you sp- pick specific brands. I'm going to butcher this. I'm not going to go at it. But you're like, hey, if you saw this, you knew it was this, right? So go down that path. One, tell me why they need a logo. Like, why is it really important? Especially, 
skew a little bit towards B2B for us because that's an audience we really want to focus on. And then talk about that piece of it. You're like, hey, you just know instantly whether it's the colors or designs. I can't remember, but go down that path for us. Yeah, I guess. So once you're answering the why, B2B side, you have a particular market. We can make one up, just shoot one off the hip. Like an uh, example of an audience that like right. this B2B company would want to talk to. Um, what are you picking? Man. I can't. I'm, I would say they're I'm in the service space. Yeah. So they're selling a service <laughs> mm-hmm. that isn't attractive, but is required for anyone that owns uh, any sort of office building. So maybe it's cleaning service. Okay, maybe we'll just it's, go with cleaning service okay. then. There, perfect. So, <laughs> well, yes, okay. So why would you need one? Because we want this audience. Okay, who's the audience? Uh, probably a business owner or someone a decision maker that needs their offices cleaned, right? Yep. So we'll go down and look. Um, essentially who you're not the first one with this idea. Oftentimes it'd be to be, you're not so simple ones are like, all right, who's in your, who's in your backyard, who across the street, should we want to feel and be successful? Like, Hey, they're my hero. Like these guys have been doing it. They're crushing it. I want to be them in X amount of years or months. Then there's the ones like these guys got a horrible reputation. Let's like learn from their lessons and now we're not talking branding here we're just talking about like the way they run a business but those things all tie in there um <clears throat> put together call that a mood board literally just put on a like a few sheets of paper okay. or, or on uh, a single document and we just collage everyone in your market this could be globally nationally regionally really? yeah and so it's like reasons why you do that is to kind of categorize like hey i want to be these guys some days like what about their not only their aesthetic and their branding but like their principles um, what's their mission statement? Can we find that? Can we find their purpose statement? Can we find their, even maybe their business plan? <laughs> Ideally. <laughs> then the other side goes to the yang of like, all right, these guys suck. Like, why do they suck? Beyond them not doing a good job. Maybe it's leadership. Maybe it's, and they're just identity. It doesn't even look like they're a cleaning company. So we get that out of the way. Then we start putting together things that the uh, audience, the business owners, decision makers would gravitate towards um, in their field. So we take inspiration from anything and that's what's cool about it like cleaning companies you don't just get a bunch of cleaning projects and put a mood board together you might honestly take something from like a landscape or architecture or um brands that emulate um that feeling of walking into a clean room and it gets a little tacit a little intangible and it's a it's a very visual emotional process talking through and showing it but those steps are actually uh, <coughs> could be essential because um, once you get to the actual fun part, as I've been calling it, of presenting a name, presenting an identity, oftentimes the client's already expecting to see it. They're like, yeah, this feels like what we just looked at the other day. Like, so, yeah. And if we don't feel right, like, what about these colors that we found or this picture of this person? Like, isn't like feeling right before I even open a design file, before I get my writers to start a project? And we chat through those, um, any type of resistance or maybe we're peeling back the onion, like, oh, there's something there, but it doesn't feel right. So that's part. And um, startups, sounds like a lot of process and phase, but I ask any company, whether you're big or small, what is the cost of doing it wrong? If you don't look and feel like the people you want to talk to, how detrimental is it if you go a year or two years of accidentally, unintentionally, but because we have the strategy or the thinking of it, you leaving money on the table or opportunities not walking through the door just because they don't know better because your first impression wasn't the right impression. Wow. 
Talk about a selling point when you're sitting down with someone and having a meeting or like connecting with them to like go over everything yeah. initially. Um, man, that just crushes. So <laughs> I've actually transparency answer, I've never gotten this deep with Eric on on his viewpoint on it. And I'm I'm slightly mind melted in a great way. And I really appreciate it. Cause it's an art of you're really mixing the creative space and art space that my wife lives in and then the business space that I live in. So I'm just loving this right now. So you built this mood board, you built the logos, slogans, like what can you walk me through high level? It's not going to the nitty gritty, but like what else do you because right now if I'm in the audience to see, right? And I'm gonna start a space, I'm going, hey. This is probably something once I get legs on it and I know it's valid, I, I should just go get help because that's what I would, if I did it again, I would do. Where, what are the other steps that follow that before you're done and hand them off? Because realistically in our world, right, we believe brand is the foundation that we build off of in our world, right? So well, how far are you taking them? What does that look like? It depends. If we're talking strictly startup and I was like, do it yourself kit, I would go, you know, our process goes in stages. Stage one is discovery. And that was kind of stuff we're talking about. Like, who are we? You know, answer that question. Look in the mirror. Who do we want to become? Who is in the backyard? Um, this is all part of stage one. Um, who inspires me? And you can go personal. You're like, where do I shop? Like, what? why do mm. I buy Patagonia? Or why do I buy, go to Target over Walmart? Like, there's values there. There's something there that, like, I want to bring into my company. Do that questions. We have, we have a document that, like, goes through all that. You can, you know, you can do these things yourself. Um, and another exercise in phase one is uh, the tombstone test. Uh, if your company. Yikes. we're dead. Yes, exactly. I am so excited. So yeah. excited. If you were to, you know, if your company's dead, RIP, rest in peace, is a tombstone. You get three sentences. You know, you didn't have enough budget for any more. It's not your obituary. Sounds all right. What is that tombstone going to say? Here lies X. And most people and companies want it to be a positive thing, right? Yeah. So what is it? And those kind of sums up the core of why you're going to become a business to begin with, because that's how you want to end. So um, we literally actually have a graphic on there with like the blank spot, like here lies X and X company and then beloved blank, or, you know, you make uh, the rest of it up, but you can do these things at home. And I think there's a lot of value. And then um, it makes things so much clearer or understanding and whether you engage with, you know, a Fiverr designer, like, you know, really cheap, overseas person with that amount of information you can provide them makes any process from like a high level design firm charging you six figures to the poor guy in india getting seven dollars a minute i mean an hour um so it, when you know what you want and you've asked yourself that in the mirror like that's the process we do and we, <laughs> that's how we do it in stages there um and <clears throat> it's uh it's one that i think uh big or small, anyone can really do. So yeah, that, that's phase one, ask yourself some tough questions and phase two, then what can work? Obviously everyone's got a budget. Yep. Really think about the value though. <laughs> I mean, there's numbers and there's numbers on a spreadsheet and then the bank account, I get it. And that's the one I brought up earlier. What is the cost of me doing this wrong? And really assess there, take the time, do the homework. Again, there's great designers at all prices. Some undervalue themselves. I've met a lot of designers that I want to hire because they're cheap, but their talent level is incredible. And then the other ones I just can't afford. I'm like, your work sucks. <laughs> um, and Try it's, again. It, they're valuable in their own mindset. And it just that goes everywhere beyond my world. It really does. And I'm sure you guys see it day in and day out. It's just because the value of solving this problem um, can be very 
so much from situation to situation, business to business. And ask yourself that, what is the value of me doing this right or loss aversion? What is the value of me doing this wrong? And make your assessment from there. I mean, I know a lot of fantastic companies that rolled up the sleeves and designed the logo themselves. And for better or worse, they did it, I think, for the wrong reasons. Because it was they looked at a dollar sign and not the value of doing it properly. And I've seen something that got lucky and or did the process I described and knocked it out of the park. Um, but it, it all, all means to an end. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I would say it's interesting because I would have... When I started, so I'm going back to when I started America, right? And, and you came on board, really was built from, I had an image that I wanted to portray from like, I like suits, I like classy, I like skylines, I like prestige, I like limited, hard to get into your top echelon and whatever you compete in, right? There's definitely an image I was, I was trying to portray. So it's didn't you say that, but I think what a lot of people underestimate i would say is i had an amazing viewpoint of what i wanted but i could have used a creative viewpoint outside of me oh it is is what yeah. was like it, you could have taken it might even gotten down the same path i did but it would have elevated it which thor and i already know back of our head <clears throat> in a year or two we'll definitely do some rebranding to what extent it'll come down to eric and figuring out what we can and can't do he doesn't know that yet but he'll have to figure that out uh we'll be coming to him going hey you know we've this we need to build an image for 10 years right it's because in my opinion companies constantly go through rebrand after you build a foundation over time maybe new color slightly different logo a little bit more modern like logos the same but the way it appears i think like the st cloud state huskies Wow, when they updated their Husky, that was, it was rough. It was very cartoony, but that was common then. And so I was 5% of a 95% opinion, right? And so 95% like the other side. And so that's why it's important to bring someone on like Eric, because just because you like it, it doesn't mean there isn't a twist needed so you can draw more of the audience in, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. I don't know, the Husky is, I'm not sure, but then someone did some research, I guarantee it, of their past, present, and future. There's alumni, obviously, and yep. it's a lot. I mean, I'll, It'd be a dream to work at a university or any sports brand or um, school because of the legacies that come with it. But you got to look, okay, who's the current students and then the future. And I'm sure they put a lot of thought into it. It's a business. It really is. I don't care if it's state funded. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's still a business. You know, yeah, really made, is. They made some strategic decisions to be like, we want to attract a certain type of individual to entice them to come join a university while maintaining the respect of their alumni and our equity of university and that's where they landed um but yeah it's uh those one those kind of projects are um are a fun challenge as well so i know he told us to be kind but i have to ask you because i feel like you're ready to be vulnerable we'll find out if you're not mm -hmm. you can throw it back in my court and i'll happily answer <clears throat> throughout your work so you've done a lot of branding what would you say is the biggest mistake you've made when helping a company brand and um, what can someone else learn from that? Um, I think my, uh, well, tactical mistakes. I mean, I'm dyslexic. I send, I have sent just embarrassing things with typos. Like, um, heck when we did the nine mile brewery, I forgot the letter E and member and they just put like, I don't know, a few thousand dollars worth of these embroidered patches on these nice three quarter zips. And, <laughs> they were not getting their money back and um i was just like i you know i, I felt so bad i'm like um you know we proofed it um but it just happened and it's just like you know it's got to roll with those punches and those things are 
hard not to because you do like a lot of things in business. You can you're as good as your last idea and you can bat a freaking thousand, but one you're remembered for your one mistake. Mm. <laughs> oh, you yeah. Know, you know, 100%. It's, just, it's so unforgiving. Um, and those ones always hurt. And I try to put safety nets like my writers and interns and other designers because I just I am dyslexic. You know, I don't see. I see the world in shapes, which is probably benefits me as a designer, but I'll just misread words all the time just because my brain deciphers them. And so that's always an embarrassment for me. Um, I think I've also made mistakes early on in the career of like thinking I understood an audience, but not really now modified my processes and um, strategy a bit to avoid those more and more. But in the beginning, I'd be, definitely be shooting at the hip. And I think would um, go move too fast or too broad and create a brand that wasn't talking to the audience. And that one also hurts a lot deeply because um, you didn't solve the problem. It might yeah. look pretty. I mean, that's the interesting thing about our business. Like, it's design is subjective. It's like art, but the big difference between art is it's it's to express an emotion or a thought or feeling and to react to where design is honestly to communicate solely communicate. Yes. And when you get too much in the art world, it doesn't usually go well. Sometimes it doesn't go well with the business world. I would say I like with that. I think what's super interesting. I think too many people look at marketing and this fits the world that in the context of we believe, but there's this other side of the world that goes, Hey, marketing creatives are super just artsy, right? But you and oh. I believe that marketing creatives, there's this really deep analytical research data side of it. The psychology aspect right. alone of like, wait, I never thought of that. Wait, I didn't think of that. It just doesn't stop. Well, it's even beyond like, that, though. It's so like much intention. In a market, what is going to work statistically over and over again? And some people think branding's just artsy. It's like, no, it's data and facts as well, which is why Thor and I have such a belief that branding needs to be done first and built right for us to come in and build a go-to-market. Because a true brand person like you is taking that upfront time to understand that and understand the customer's emotion as well as the company's emotion and make sure those two align, which we're not good at helping the owner of the company align emotionally properly with what needs to happen in their space. But we're really good then taking what you build for the customer and then going deeper with it. And so I just... I've never, so many brand people we've talked in the last six months are artsy, creative, oh, it's a fun slogan. I've always been like, yeah, but like, is it a slogan that draws the right audience or is it just a fun slogan? And I like how you're talking, you're like, well, you need both, right? You need to take the time to do both of it. Otherwise, good job. You create a fun word that nobody cares about. So that's a good point. Yeah. I like uh, it. Yeah. Um, it's a, and it's hard not to, cause uh, it's not like a end path and the creative side of things. I think like anything practice makes you better, never perfect. Um, and so you've, you get used to solving problems in a certain way. Um, and so it gets easier and easier, but at the end, it's still never the same amount of time. It's still not the same amount of process, um, to do that as in the, in the branding world. And, um, it can look from the outside in though, as just being kind of artsy fartsy. Yeah, right exactly yeah. <laughs> right yeah but it's but, like no it's more like yeah. but yeah the, the broaden the statement earlier <laughs> art usually asks a question branding usually answers it so Ooh. Ooh. say that one more time um art asks a question branding answers one that's good that's really good 
It just speaks, I mean, every, everything that is going on on that end. I still am just, like, beside myself, just sitting here quietly being, like, I was aware of, like, the strategy behind branding and everything that goes into that. But the absolute level of, like, ridiculous detail down to every single aspect of shape, color, size, all of that. So how how long does that process generally take when you're sitting down with somebody and you're going over a mood board or trying to get to that point? You're, like, going back and forth. Does that take a while or, like, what does that look like? It honestly all depends. Um, I've had brand launches last years. and I've had some sprints go weeks, um, you know, and it depends on the type of problem that's being solved, man. I mean, yeah, right. Like, it really oh, is. And some, some need the time for the data. Like, like you said, like some of these need, we need research before. Just think of your top tier brand. And it could be anything, but it's like, if it's going to affect this many people across the world, we can't rush this. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like True. we need to validate these, uh, assumptions here, yes. um, where other ones are like, Hey man, I, I wanted this done yesterday. I'm, you know, I'm already in debt. I need to freaking get rocking and rolling. <laughs> like, and, uh, even then I still, we still require like time. Like, um, like an analogy I like to do, especially in the writing field, but we can create because again, we've probably these problems. Well, you know, there's overlaps a lot in businesses. So that's why I like the cocktail thing. I can have a lot in common with a lot of things because business at the end of the day is it's not reinventing the wheel. Um, Thank you. So, <laughs> so, but when it comes to the creative services, it's like, hey man, we can we can make you a brand. Think of it like food though. We can microwave this bitch. It's gonna get you full, but it's not gonna taste good. Wouldn't you like to meet like, some time? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like we can meet your needs. Do you really want a uh, really microwave logo? Do you really want a microwave tagline? <laughs> trying to say something over yeah. there? Trademark, trademark, something? trademark, trademark. I like my puzzle piece. No, uh <laughs> puzzle piece is cool. It's so cool. Uh, so, so if you could bro oh, you go. I just mm, I take a We're both excited because this is just a whole other half of stuff that we just generally don't touch. But as far as landing clients, and I know this is somewhat off topic, but at the same time, it's not. But like, what does that look like? Are people coming to you with like half-baked ideas to jo join the food bandwagon? Or are they full air quotes and just terrible? Or are they like coming to you going, hey, I don't know how to do this, but I want to start my own business? Or what is that like? The whole gambit. The whole gambit. Yeah, oh my whole gambit. goodness. Yeah. The jack um, of all trades. Of and I don't have a preference over either one. I love... You know, some of the ones I like to talk about are just because um, they're, they're household names, but they have a lot of brand equity. And what I mean by brand equity is they got a reputation. Um, they're known or established, so you can't stray too much from that. Admitting, of course, unless they had like a PR nightmare, right? Like whatever CEO molested like 15-year-old <laughs> boys or some shit. Well, <laughs> no, but like most of them, they want to keep, they want to build on top of it. They want to evolve the brand. Um, yeah. And those ones are a privilege too because you're not going to, you're not the first and you're not going to be the last. You know, this is work maybe that will last beyond your life. Um, like when I, Minnesota brand, I think I've mentioned before, like I got to do the, the redesign of Top the Tater, the packaging um, a few years ago. And that was one that Dallas started in late 50s, 60s, you know, yeah. and, and has got this butt ugly green package <laughs> design that is like kind of on the, either you're in or you're out as a Minnesotan about the product and about the design. And it's like, it's got a cult following. And I was like honored to like take that and evolve it to their problem. The problem they were solving is, 
they're actually going across the country and Aldi's um, to people that never heard of the brand. <laughs> no idea what Triple T is. And that <laughs> top the tater sets only for potatoes. No, it's actually a dipping sauce. But it's like, okay, so like we had, a, it's also in this lime green container, but you had to take that equity of the grain and like make it work. But then you have like a small startup that has no reputation, good or bad, and you get a fresh shot at like, you know, a first impression and like you have some more control over it and your opinion might last too and who knows that could also go on for generations um but yeah devin you mentioned the 10 year there it is um the 10 year test yeah uh, you know like that's usually a great benchmark i like to say is like there's no right or wrongs but like i think you know i want if you're a company to invest in the services i have your mindset should be about a 10 years um at least for sure on the visuals um because that's just how the world usually works in most cases and industries um in terms of the branding uh visually it's you can just feel about a decade when something's kind of looking outdated on a package or a logo or definitely a website even faster um but if it's shorter than that um you know maybe we didn't do the strategy part right um or we were tracing trends too hard and um but again those things are usually revealed in the first stage so first off have you had top potato Okay, I love mm-hmm. top it's potato. It's so good. It reminds me of summer, and my cabin is a small child. Is I ate old Dutch potato chips on the deck <laughs> yep. after I got sunburned. The, like, bo- the box. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, the box old Dutch. You rip that thing open, you grab a silver bag out, and then you yank on it like the nuclear bomb was coming, and they wanted to make sure it stayed sealed after it fell. And then you would crack open top potato, and you dip it in there. So I had no idea they had rebranded it, because I haven't had it in years. So I had to look it up. It, audience go out there new versus old I, i'm impressed i really am the big one to me is they finally listened the old tub is like it's all the same amount mm-hmm. per i think 16 12 ounces but it's tall in the original one okay sorry we're all lazy minnesota no one's getting the freaking spoon out and putting it in a, in a bowl and then eating it so everyone gets the potato chips and they get their knuckles old yeah oh, oh it was the yeah. worst yeah so I then saw. we widened it it's like oh, okay now it's like a bowl oh, itself daddy oh, eric man. took care of us oh my yeah. god so that was my favorite thing you know only touch packaging or not really how do you mean because like that's a packaging move is that in your yeah. world or not too oh, often yeah. Yeah. really mm-hmm. do uh yeah we have a lot of packaging experience um like some things that comes and goes, but why packaging works well. Um, if you're a consumer brand where packaging is, we usually use that as your um, home base or like that is the hero. I, that's everything should blossom out of that core. Because um, if you're if, as a consumer brand, like looking at this bottle on the table, the rest of the branding visually and communication should everything that we talk and speak should come through that and the websites the t- other tactical things the um even the email footer should follow the core of the package design really? um so <clears throat> that's why it trends well and i used to work with a company that solely did that um and so i learned really intimately the ins and out the technicalities of package design and the importance of it um and once you kind of see it um, you kind of get it, but most brands that are consumer based, that's usually where it starts when they do a refresh, when they do a refresh. So, um, interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So before we jump into what we're drinking, one question I have to ask, so there's this massive fad that went on LinkedIn for, I want to say like a month and they took all of the top consumer logos out there, made them black and like shades of black. And it, oh. I was obsessed with it. I thought it was the coolest thing that ever struck the planet. Like a BL, BLM thing? No, no. It was just like, uh, like classified. I was all about making something really classy. It was this company out of Europe. I will send it to you. I literally was like, if everyone could do this, it literally if Coke, Pepsi, 
clothing mm. brands did that, I would go buy one of everything mm. just so I had it. Oh. I thought it was amazing. Uh, yeah, you yeah, 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 right. I showed you on LinkedIn. Like it pot, like they did with McDonald's cups. It was so cool. So if you you get to pick one company, one sentence on why, if you could rebrand any company on the planet, who to be? Oh. And what would you do? I don't yes, know. Yes, that's my foot door. Um I think I'd, I don't know which one, but I'd love um, we can talk about the bourbon first if you want to think about it. Um, yeah, I, mean, I want to go like as large scale as possible. And I know it happens, but really rarely, I guess if I get a, a chance to design a country's flag. Ooh. Because <laughs> yeah, they get redone, yes. but it doesn't happen often. And it's like, that would be ultimate. And I don't, you know, when does that <laughs> opportunity come? But it's out there. Someone's got to design it. <laughs> Anyone who's listening. Someone yeah. needs to. Test Someone it. needs it. I don't know goals, how big you're though. Talk about goals. I just, what do you want to accomplish I didn't expect life? anything less of Eric. Like, I was thought, like, Coke, Disney. I want to do a country's flags on permanent for, like, 100 I love years. It. I love like, it. You, yeah. I you're thinking that. way too small, Devin. Some way top too of the mountain small. shit, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So today, you want to grab that bad boy? Barrel, whiskey. Private release. Ace Spirits. Ace Spirits. Yeah. Cigar. Cigar blend. Oh, it's so good. So I went to Ace Spirits. won't tell you where. I think it's in Cambridge. Uh, Bottle number four. Yeah. It's kind of cool. Not going to lie. But it's their own custom blend. It's meant, it's designed to go with a cigar. So you have that heap of sweet. So I'm enjoying it. That makes more sense. 120 proof too. 120 proof. Um, I would say easily right out of the gate for me. Oh, it's one out of 100, Gabe. Don't forget. So on this one, oh, we're double smoking it, huh? I'm just going to make it taste like burnt charcoal now because there's nothing left over there. So I would give this one a 95. I love this one. I was super excited to crack it open. I saved it for Eric to come out. Sweet on the front end. Warm in the middle. Extreme heat on the back, but doesn't burn. Caramel, vanilla, tobacco. Like, I am vibing on this one hardcore. And I'm super pumped. If you want to lift that bad boy up while I was smoking it. Oh, they didn't get to see it. Oh, oh yeah. It lifted up while smoking it. So oh, Eric man. hooked us up, brought uh, a smoking kit. So we did smoke it. So Thor and I are going to give her opinion on that. Are you well, starting it off or am I? Well, Thor and I are figuring that out. What do you think of this cigar, Jones? What, what are we vibing over there, Eric? One out of 100. And like, give context of what you like so people can have a better judgment if they should try this or not in their world. I think you summed it up really well. It does um, start out really sweet, um, but it's strong. Uh, I give it a, I'll give it an 80 out of 100. Um, I usually open mine up a little bit, so I need that water for that ice cube. Um, but it, I really want to try this with a cigar out. Um, since it's what it's designed to do and i'm a big cigar enthusiast but uh yeah real not bad real not bad love the phrasing on mine i honestly i'm gonna give it the smoked the smoke version quick side note really good different we ended up smoking with oak chips so for anyone out there who's i, wanting I think to try i'll that. save the smoke for all my crappy bourbon because this will <laughs> recover it 100 percent Oh, yeah, I know. So, it, it added to it. Because what is it? Oak, cherry, pecan, apple, right? Yeah. Old so, fashions is really, I think, would be just doing with that. It'll just elevate. Use your shitty bourbon. Make yes. <laughs> and then elevate it. Yeah. So this is fire. So this is going to happen at brick and mortar. Anyone in the area, hit us up. If we like you, we're bringing it. I'm just kidding. But we will invite you to 100%. try it out. Uh, shout out to when you do try it. Eric's one who uh, hooked us up with it as a gift. 
What do you think of the classic, not the smoked version? The unsmoked, I honestly, I feel like I get a buttery note right out the right out the gates, or like the buttery, oily kind of taste. If that caramelized makes sense. Butter. Are we going back the down to that world? Yeah. Where I, we I all can't debated stay it. with me, but it it just it it yeah, it's smooth. It's smooth and then tons of heat on on the back end, but it's a good blend of sweet and a I lot like of heat, it. but good, well rounded flavor. Like to drink it neat, totally acceptable, and especially with a cigar. Eric, I have a whole bunch in my car. So, oh, and I got a Bovada pack in your. I saw locker. that. Yeah, I put it in the yeah, put it in the box. Thank Heck you. yeah, teamwork. So I'm gonna help you this time. You didn't give it a number, just like last time. So um, let's, uh, let's wrap that. I baby would up. say number wise, I honestly, it, it, it hurt. I would say like ninety four. I like it. Like ninety. I mean, because you want to leave some room. It's up there. I would. I still. I feel like I'm just a sucker. But the Noah Mill stuff is just so no. It's good. not that high. It's I know cool. it's. Nice. nice. So before we wrap it up, Eric, advice on adjusting our logo, America's name. What advice do you have? Because I we believe in transparency on this episode. So like, don't be afraid to poke guys. This is, Shred this is, it. This is why we do these podcasts. So what would you do? Hire me. Now, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, um, and, and give like one or two practical tips so people understand. Hey, they did this. I'd recommend you do this instead, so they can apply it for themselves. Uh, yeah, I know a little of what you guys did. It sounds like you guys hired, um, a designer, but you already knew what you wanted. So it was more directive. Mm -hmm. Um, listen to the first step of like, ask yourself those tough questions. Um, and a, a, a mistake a lot of businesses do is like the classic architect that's just started, like they build a house for them, not their client. Um, like and it. people do that with their branding too. It's like, this is something I care about. And there's some times where the owner is their demographic to the T and, you know, I'm not saying you guys are you honestly probably have a lot of overlap with the type of people you want to attract. So it's not like a cardinal sin or anything, um, essentially, but it'd probably do more benefit to like really think about getting in the head of the people you want to attract, you know, make up some, I, we have an exercise. We actually make up some names where it's like, okay, this is Paul. He's uh 56 years old. He's a C level at this company. He's married as a kid. Um, you know, his hobbies are this, that, and the other. And, you know, we do like a handful of those and we, she sees some overlap. And, um, so just taking more time, like intentional. Now you guys are, you know, you guys have been boots on the ground for a while, you know, so you have a little under, more understanding about the resistance you're getting or the um, maybe it's the people that are feeling uncomfortable or that did move ahead and you can tailor it a little bit more um, and uh, also keep your eyes open in terms of you're not the only ones doing this. A lot of mistakes I hear time and time again. And it's I love the love the moxie and the confidence. They're like, we're the only ones doing this. Like, There's no product like us. You know, you just got tasted. You'll get it or you yeah. just got to work with us and you'll under like that's true to a sense. But it really uh, there's no such thing as a new idea. And um, taking those blinders off and be looking across, and it doesn't have to be in your own backyard. Be like, hey, these these guys in San Diego, like whatever, or anywhere. It could be in Europe. But I want to, you know, like take some inspiration and took some of that work. Um, and uh, I think that'd be good for you guys. Um, and that way, you have more of a clear vision. Um, yeah, that's kind of my two cents. <laughs> I like it. It's a good answer. It is. Well. As always, stay hungry, stay humble, stay at it, guys. <laughs>